0: hey welcome to the college catholics podcast i'm eugene Never <laughs> and we're just gonna have a conversation today if you're new to the podcast this is for all college students young adults that uh, want to hear about the journey of college students living out the catholic faith or trying our best um, so as always if you have any questions I have any topics that you want us to talk about send us a DM shoot us a message and uh, of course as you listen we talk about different topics you're welcome to reject anything we say if you it is not helpful in your journey to be a saint but invite you to know that the topics that we talk about may be challenging but good so pray about it talk to Jesus talk to a friend and here we go would
1: you like to start us off with a uh, what's popping right now
0: yeah what's popping? well before we even do that should we introduce you today Raquel
1: that would be a smart idea um who is this Raquel? welcome podcast <laughs> <laughs> yes Raquel Noelia Macias um also an Orange County resident as our lovely Eugene. Aww. Um, sophomore at SCU Electrical Engineering Major, Catholic Studies Minor. We got a good balance going there, uh, with the academics. Um That that's the that's a good intro to me. I was gonna go on to more, but I'm like, that's irrelevant. yeah uh, you can I'm talk about Jesus it later. Fan. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Yeah. What a that was a great intro. Um, Raquel, I don't know if this is too personal, but we like to get down to the nitty gritty on this podcast, so what is your favorite food?
1: Oh my gosh, I didn't think we we're getting controversial tonight, Uh-oh. okay, let's see. favorite food I gotta go with like something simple but spicy, um just some medium rare steak mm like it just the thought about it I'm salivating right now. It just sounds so good, like wow. almost all the time.
0: Wow, that was uh, surprisingly basic of you, but thank you for sharing. We welcome all opinions.
1: <laughs> the the basics are where it's at. You know, yeah, it's your foundation. The essentials.
0: Man. Okay, okay, I see, I see. Um, that's cool. I mean, I definitely am a similar boat. Um, I just had Korean barbecue last night, homemade, straight off the grill, delicious. Um, looks like we got some carnivores today. Sorry if you're a vegan vegetarian, but you know we're just we're just, we're just getting that protein that <laughs> sustainably hopefully um but anyway so we're here today and we're gonna talk about what's poppin so let's get to it what's poppin raquel anything you see recently in culture and news in life
1: i mean uh, in politics, we're just hearing uh, Joe Biden rolling out with these new candidates. Uh, we got Pete Buttigieg, uh, who's uh, openly gay, so strides there. Um, and you're just hearing them roll out. Uh, that's what's going on in politics right now from what I'm hearing. What have you been hearing, Eugene?
0: The financial, I guess, and partly political. Everyone's heard about GameStop. Woohoo, gme, GME. Um, if you have not heard about gamestop recently just you know um to sum it up basically gamestop is an amazing company doing great things and people are just really investing in the future of a beautifully organized company <laughs> that has a very oh, sustainable business deals. model yeah <laughs> you can save five dollars yeah. on like a nintendo switch <laughs> Which is about the amount of money you'll get for if sure. you ever try to return a game there. No, but for real, um, and I won't get into the details because I don't know if all of you, any of you, are interested. But it's it's just completely just changed the way we think about the stock market and the way we interact with you know individual traders like you and I with um, like versus like hedge fund hedge fund managers and like Wall Street brokers. So it's just like an interesting to follow and just like blew up so many people like AOC. Ted Cruz, like different um, sectors talking about like what this means for us. So I'm interested to see how this folds out and if there are going to be movies around um, what started from like a Reddit forum, uh, which is super cool.
1: Yeah, I was hearing people making like life changing amounts of money, you know, your, your ordinary man. And they're actually like what was essentially just people on Reddit trying to gather, you know, trying to make some make some moves against these hedge funds that were betting out against gamestop you know the nostalgia of a gamestop but some people actually made some like good money which is like really cool that aside from just like sticking it to the hedge funds and that stuff that people actually got some like genuine good out of it
0: yeah and there's definitely like arguments for and against whatever but yeah it's just interesting to see like the role of like like the government the role of just the the industry in general um, I know a lot of people donated to charity and yeah, like it's, it's such an interesting topic to continue to think about. Um, and then I also know in like the business world, Jeff Bezos, <laughs> this, uh, announced that he's going to step down as CEO of Amazon. Just, yeah, I guess my prayer is like, as we continue to discern through politics, through, um, through finances, you know, investing to, even like the business world and how that applies for us cuz all of us are consumers. I mean, Raquel, I'm sure, do you have an Amazon Prime account? Just out of curiosity.
1: I do not. I'm not one of those people. I'm a old school and I still go to places. Um so, not going to many places right now because, you know, pandemic, but um yeah. No, I like going in and like seeing the things, but I have ordered a few times off of Amazon. Dang. On the rare occasion.
0: I, yeah, I know. and I mean, if I ask, yeah, you know, the, the listener, you, if you're, list, you're you have an Amazon Prime account, I'm sure um, majority of you will probably say yes, whether it's like your family or it's just very convenient. And I don't know, for me, it's just fascinating that like we've bought into this and it's, it's just the feeds continue to feed into like this consumer culture. Um, so I, I know I definitely appreciate that that perspective, Raquel, like going in, like being being intentional, like being human. Like, how can we stay human, you know, in all of these dealings, like whether it's a person on the other side of a screen <laughs> that you've never met or someone, you know, in Wall Street, like those people are still human. We'll continue to pray about it. but I invite you as as someone living in the world, continue to dialogue with Jesus and um, um, know that he is the king of all of these different kingdoms. So that's it for what's popping and we'll get right into our first topic. Um. Which is God moments.
1: Yes. The the big impact. The uh the times that God really do be slapping hard. Uh yes. right to your core. Yeah. Yeah, if you give me the time, I would like to give you a definition that I so wonderfully came up with. And when I say I, I mean literally just the Holy Spirit, because I'm not smart enough to come up with these things. That is pure divine intervention. Um, thank you, Spirit. Um, so also about me, I, um, I help out with Father Kyle at SCU with our RCA and confirmation program. And so for them, I had to come up with a definition of God moments. And, um, I said that God moment is really just seeing, feeling, or hearing God. Those are like the ones you kind of think of, but in reality, it's just being moved to joy, peace, or mercy and seeing God's works, uh, experiencing the sacraments or through prayer. So it isn't those like, always, I should say, Uh, those moments where God's, like, splitting open the sky. It's also when you're just, like, looking out on a sunset and you're like, dang, okay, like, God really did something here. While God moments are, like, those big ones, I feel like those are, like, often, like, the missed God moments you don't think about, where it's, like, just marveling at those kinds of things, or just really feeling like God understands you in that moment, where it's not that you're, you're hearing anything profound from God, but it's just, like, really feeling that comfort i feel like those are also like god moments so to say
0: yeah amen um i love this topic and i mentioned i meant to mention this earlier um but maddie smith if you're listening shout out one of our um, greatest supporters actually sent this in Love her. and um i just i love this because it's so i think central to our faith um and in these moments of encounter with god is like yeah, sometimes it is overhyped, like um, like those heavens opening, and you look in scripture, and maybe like you'll see like Moses with the burning bush, um, Abraham and Isaac uh, on the mountain, or um, once again Moses like on the mountaintop, and um, even Jesus in in the mountain in in the uh, the transfiguration. And we we think of these a as lot of yeah a lot of mountaintops like we we think like to get to these God moments we have to really you know withdraw ourselves from you know the world and get to somewhere higher only then He will talk to us and I think that's true I think there are a lot of times where we have to make ourselves accessible to what God is saying to us it's not that He's not present it's just like we don't notice it um, but also it's like that everyday moment and I think that is clearly seen like post jesus you know like with the outpouring of the holy spirit like it really is like god moments can be anywhere maybe not everywhere but like if we're made in the image of god like even in just a simple encounter um like like gabby fernandez shout out also um texted <laughs> us um saying like thank you and may god always bless you and all those involved in the work of the lord <laughs> out there listening to this podcast i'm like wow, Like I love Gabby's heart. I love how she sees God in something so simple, like even just like a little podcast that we're putting together for fun. Like that, that gratitude for me was very affirming. And even then that, that, that kind of drove me to and motivated me and inspired me. And I think um, community can definitely be moments of encounter with God too.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, people like Gabby, they're the people that kind of just remind me to see God in, in my life. You know, she comes in every call, first of all, with with the most beautiful just hello and welcoming everyone. Um, and then it's immediately like, oh, such, had a, I had such a blessed day, all those kinds of things. Like, people like Gabby are the reason that I have my automated email sign-off to be blessings and then my name. Yeah. You know, I, I just want to make sure that, like, the recipient of the email, blessed. Me writing the email as I read that automated uh, ending, blessed, you know? Right. It's kind of it's kind of those where it's just like that kind of subtle reminder
0: it is in the in those moments and everything in between that I think like God comes to us I like what you said about the sacraments too and we will definitely come back to it because sacraments are such visible signs of like God moment like if you need a God moment and you're Catholic like seek out the sacraments if you're not Catholic too like seek out the sacraments just see the beauty of it because me as an outsider like as a convert, like seeing, like that the beauty of the sacraments, it was it was surreal. It was something outside of this world, and we can continue to look in this world, um, to see like God, God moments. But also, why don't we also also look at what Jesus Himself established? You know, in these beautiful sacraments. So I don't know. What do you think? You're you're the one leading our CIA. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, no, that's my thing. Like the sacraments, I. I've had God moments like outside sacraments, but I think the most frequent was like during adoration, which I just love adoration because it feels like one part of like the Catholic church that feels really, really traditional, you know, we'll sing in Latin and it's very much like the priest is dressed in garbs like to hold the monstrance and all that. Um, And, you know, you're you're seeing Christ in flesh, like you're just staring him down like you at him and him at you and you're just really faced with that. Um, and that was definitely when I first felt, um, like, a a huge God moment, uh, was in adoration, but, like, from there, I thought that was the only way to experience a God moment, you know, those big highs, um, but after a while, I realized when I hadn't gone through one in a while, uh, it was probably, like, maybe, like, six months, and I'm very frequent, uh, a Jesus attendee, so to say, (laughs) um. I've been about my faith since I was like 12 and I'm 19. So been in it for a while, like, like really like made it my life. Um, But I realized like what those God moments mean when I'm like, haven't heard like God's voice in my head or whatever. I realized that when I need those God moments, it means my faith is at its weakest. Mm -hmm. Like I haven't been listening to God. I haven't been actively praying or searching for him. That God needs to be that upfront with me um, and really kind of like, slap me across the face a couple of times and really just shout it at me being like, Hey, Raquel, I'm here. Like, this is what you should be doing. And of course, anytime God talks to you, you know, you feel that peace and all those things that come with God. Right. Um, it's never an anger, right. but those God moments really signify to me like, Oh, I, I shouldn't want one because that means I'm not listening to the little things. And right. so God needs to be that loud and in my face.
0: Right. Cause when you think about that as well, it's like, do we want the gifts? Or do we want the giver of those gifts, like that's I think that's the same thing for me with God moments, um, so I want to share two stories, my story and Mary's story, uh, Mary our uh, Mama Mary, um, we'll start with Mama Mary. I mean, there's that there if you pray the Rosary or you've read Scripture, um, there's this beautiful story of the finding in the temple, right, and it just came to mind as we were talking about it because, um. There's, a, there's this there's a moment when they're leaving um jerusalem like on this trip and they've been traveling and you know um back in the day you travel in a caravan so jesus and mary were split up or no yeah jesus mary joseph were split up yeah. and they 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 didn't know you know where where was he where was he at and if you're reading you're probably thinking well they're terrible parents like how could they not know well they had other family mm-hmm. like they probably assumed like well, he was with someone else you know child running around um and they and they they stop and they're like, "Where is Jesus?" <laughs> like I'm paraphrasing here, but they're 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 um they're distressed because they can't find Jesus among them. So they look in all these places, ask their friends, ask their family, ask um like the neighbors, "Where's Jesus?" And no one knows the answer. And they get to the temple and they find Jesus there, like learning and answering questions, asking questions, pre like beginning to you know understand what preaching is and things like that and and then he turns to them and he's like and mary's upset like jesus where have you been and jesus says did you not expect me to find me in my father's house right and i think that's just a, such a significant story because we look all these places for jesus sometimes um in our friends and our family and, and and those around us and those are good things those are great things maybe in the activity that we do sometimes it's just as simple as going to the father's house like going to church or going to um, to that sacred space um, and encountering the lord there and i think that is such a a beautiful analogy
1: no i actually love that story um mostly because i started my faith journey when i was 12 and that story takes place when jesus was like 12 so i'm like i'm on the same wavelength jesus like yeah calling god's calling us at a young age but um just like the kind of childlikeness that we're called to in the Bible constantly, where it's just like, yeah, where else would it be? Like, this is my home, this is my comfort. Of course, I'll be here with God the Father, um, and that's just like the most innocent thing. Where Mary's like so so upsetty spaghetti, like mm-hmm. she's like, boy, we turned the whole thing around just because you were here, and and she's kind of almost like I feel like she's like slapped with humility, right. being like. Of all places, isn't it great that I'm here in this safe space and this is where I found comfort and I was called to? Right. Um, you know, that, that young call to just find solace in the house of the Lord. So that I, I love that uh, story so much.
0: Yeah. Amen. So, for those of you that don't know my story, I guess, which is probably like half, more than half of you, and some of you here are probably like, Ah, here we go. This story again, you know, the classic I didn't believe in God and I went on a retreat. And yeah, except that it wasn't, you know, just one moment. There's a collection of them. And, and the biggest one was finding a community to be vulnerable and share this journey and ask for help in my journey. Um, parables that really resonated with me seeing Jesus in adoration, going to confession for the first time in like seven years, and then going home on that bus, I felt super lonely. And I get home, and and it was just a feeling of well, what what's the what, what do I where do I go from here? I remember my and my family was like super like split up like they were super divided, and we hadn't like sat down um, together in such a a long time. What felt like years, and by the grace of God, and really I mean this because it's all honestly like crazy how we all came together. But that that same day I came home, my parents were home my dad, my brother was home, um, who's much older than me. They opened the door, welcomed me, gave me a hug, and we had dinner together. And I was just like, well, I, from this day on, I won't believe in coincidences because God made them. And I think that's just made me very grateful for life. Um, that's great, made me grateful for the journey. And I think if you're struggling to experience those God moments, like think about it on a, in a big picture. Think about like, the possibilities of where God could have led you, and yet He's led you to where you're sitting right now, or standing, running, you know, lying down. You lazy bum, get up! I'm just kidding. Um, but, but attacking our, our listeners. You I'm she? not. I'm not because that's me. Um, but yeah, like that. That is just my two cents. Because um, we, as humans, I think we're very forgetful, and even people like the saints and people in Scripture are very forgetful. We we sin, we forget. Um, and we, we get kind of dulled to these God moments. But um, I think from that day, like, continuing to pursue holiness, continuing to invest in the community and, and being held accountable and, and learning how to love, um, all of that is a God moment. Yeah. So I'm going to turn it to you, Raquel. What's your story with God moments? I'm, I've kind of heard it before. I mean...
1: Yeah, it's it's the story I always tell when someone asks me to tell my story as, as far as my faith. Um so I was I grew up Catholic. Um my mom was actually the uh Sunday school one of the Sunday school catechists, uh, at the local mission church, and my dad was the RCIA teacher at the church. So, um and before then they were involved in baptismal ministry. So I've just been surrounded by it. Um but then my parents uh told me and my brother once We were around the angsty preteen ages that, um, this was our decision to make. Like, they raised us going to church. We would go every Sunday. Uh, rarely ever did we miss. Um, but, uh, they were both converts. You know, they grew up with it culturally, but, um, not until my brother and I were born did they actually choose to start attending mass and all those kinds of things. But they told us that we had the same option, um, that we got to choose, uh, you know, if we wanted to keep going to Mass and stuff like that. Uh And I started getting really angsty at, at a, the ripe old age of uh, 11 and 12, where I'm like, you know what, when we renew our baptismal vows um during that season, I'm just not going to say it because this kind of seems uh, stupid. You know, all these rituals and all those things, like you think coming into a one big uh, room every Sunday is really going to do much, saying the same prayers of an Our Father and Hail Mary, like that means much. Uh, And then uh, I always say God got me right before um, I started really snowballing and going downhill uh, because I'm far too stubborn. He was like, if I don't get her now, I won't ever get her. Um, And so at the age of 12, I just saw this movie and in the movie, it was, like, one of those, like, cheesy, like, 2010, uh, films that were, like, super low budget. And at one point in the movie, like, the mom character, she was dying, like, chronic illness, whatever. And, um, the daughter, like, basically begged for her life, saying, like, everyone was, like, if if you spare her now, like, we'll devote our lives to you. And then, of course, as movies go, um... The mom was saved, and, and now her life is devoted to God. I was like, wow, that's so stupid. Like, medicine? Medical things? Like, that that just doesn't happen. Like, freaking, ooh, a miracle. Yeah, right. And so I'm thinking about this while I'm like, I, I'm bothered by it because I'm, I'm an engineer. Like, I'm very much, you know, logic, that kind of stuff, science. Um, And then I was thinking about it. I was going downstairs, shuffling through some things, and then I heard, it was in my own head, but... And like in my own voice, but it was words that were very much not mine. Um, and it was um, uh, you know, um, you know of me, but you don't know me. You call me Lord, but you do not call me father. And then I just stood upright and just started crying. I'm not a crier, it takes a lot for me to cry, and mostly it would be like getting hit right under the eye, one of those like involuntary tear duct things. Uh, but I just started crying. I had no idea why, and my first thought was, that was God, and, like, I ran inside, talked to my mom, then afterwards, I called my godmother, uh, and they were just, like, listen, I don't know what that's supposed to mean for you, but it's definitely God telling you something, and, like, for me, it was very obvious, uh, as I got older, I continued to reflect on this, um, that it's just, like, I heard about God, you know, going to Sunday school, all those things. I knew all the facts uh, that I still nerd about today. Um, But I never, like, actually took it to me in anything. Whereas now, it's like, oh, go to God, like, pray. We're never told what that means, um, to pray. It's just like, oh, just pray about it. It's like, how? But now I know, like, oh, when I can't sleep at night, I just pray to God, like, being like, hey, God, like, please give me peace in this moment to fall asleep. And, like, within, like, the next five minutes, I'm out like a light. Um, and definitely just going to god in in the small ways, but that was definitely my God moment, like big starting everything off um, where basically he was like, Hey, hey, I'm here. Hello, why don't you actually like, talk to me? Yeah, um you know, there was other stuff going on in my life, uh, the harsh preteen years, um, mm. and so that's definitely what what cleared the the water, opened my eyes, yeah
0: um, yeah, amen and I love that, like, like you ended with just saying about prayer, because when you look at Jesus's life, his entire life was a prayer. Like, you can't say anything different. But he did a lot of different things. So, like, I think what we can reflect about is like, can I invite God into every part of my life, like even the pain and the hurts and the, and the insecurities and like even the Friday nights and not just the Sunday nights. Like, can I invite God into that part? And if not, why, you know, like that's, that's just something to think about. Um, And the second thing is like, like miracles are real. And I think we need to recognize that as Christians. And I think some of our evangelical charismatic uh, brothers and sisters know that a little better than we do. Like we've kind of lost our touch with the Holy Spirit because miracles are so, so real. And I can, we're going to, we're probably going to have another episode on just like like healing because because it's it's happened in my life you know um like physical and spiritual and mental but yeah miracles are real my friend christine she goes to berkeley and she's a sophomore but um she likes to call them co coincidence miracles like the one the moments that you know are god moments for her um and i, I think we should get in the habit of, of recognizing god because if we don't see him in our daily lives, like um, those are the greatest moments of consolation um, or else we'll just be living in desolation in this feeling of absence. Uh, let's recognize his presence. Um, and the last thing that Raquel touched on, like the sacraments, like once again, um, this quote, I always quote people. I don't know where they're from. So I'm, I'm the worst. <laughs> you can sue me. Someone can sue me probably down the line. Good I bad. will definitely get sued. Um, but <laughs> um, the sacraments, are a, are a ladder to God. You know? Sacraments are a ladder to God on which God himself comes down to meet us, to dwell in us. That's it. That's the talk. <laughs> that That's the topic. Um,
1: thank, thank you for coming to our TED Talk. <laughs> yes.
0: So um, we kind of went on for God moments for a while, but I know one of the moments that I definitely encounter God and maybe some of you is through music. So... Right after this break, we'll get into music and Christian music and have a discussion about it. So stick around. So this week's plug of the week is Max Tailored Mates, which is Raquel's own small business. So Raquel, why don't you give us a short summary of that?
1: Uh, I would try to be brief, but yes, Max Tyler makes spelled M-A-C-S. Um, we have our Instagram. Uh, we have a TikTok. Um, there's an email. I will tell Eugene to put that into the description of our podcast as well. Oh, at Raquel, the end as a cliff note. what
0: do you sell?
1: I know, I make custom masks and scrunchies. You want a solid color, you want a print fabric, you want something custom embroidered, you want color blocking, I'll do it for ya! And it's not expensive like the ones you see in Instagram ads. Oh. <laughs> um, it's a lot of fun for me to do, uh, and you guys get to have a mask of your dreams, not just a uh, plain blue one uh, that's disposable. You know, you want a shark? I'll get you a shark, baby. Like, let's go. Um, yes, that is my, my plug.
0: Right, I love that. Raquel brings the energy of a car salesman in the 80s. So check out her page at maxtailoredmakes
1: Yeah. And with that, it's time to talk about music now.
0: All right. We are back and we're talking about music, Christian music. Um, I have no idea where to start. So why don't you start us off, Raquel? <laughs>
1: Hey, I want to say, us Catholics, we really do be lacking in in the Christian music Ooh, uh, game. What a take! We have our boy Matt Mare. and Mar. um, however you would like to pronounce it, uh, that's about it. Like he's our guy, and and <laughs> everyone else is our our Protestant brothers and sisters. Um, so unless you're listening to Gregorian chants which I actually have. They really do go hard, uh, but that's not this. <laughs> this is a different Christian music.
0: Yeah. I think music is such a broad thing, right? Like, of course, we have your contemporary praise and worship. You have your, your liturgical music, which personally I don't think is too separate, should be too separate, but um, there's so many other things. And I think it's such a it's such a beautiful thing because, you know, that quote, St. Augustine, you know, attributed to him like music is praying twice like music and prayer is so connected and like not just the christian tradition but in so many other you know places and cultures in the world like it is something that up like elevates the soul to the divine um like you can see this very clearly in the old testament like the psalms like you go to mass and sometimes like we like to like use the psalms as a quick like you know nap time. Um, I look around and it's just very dead and we're just kind of just laying the words like slip by but like that those psalms are beautiful. and Gerardo kind of said it in the last talk, but like when David wrote them, like imagine a boy in the field just like singing out for joy like David in the cave like being pursued by his enemies like singing out to God like how beautiful like and raw is is the gift of music
1: yeah no, um I use music a lot, especially in high school, um, when I would drive to to school. I would always make sure like on that drive there, I would be playing my Christian music playlist, which mind you, is twelve hours and four minutes long. Oh dear so <laughs> it's it's very it's, there's a lot in there. If you want uh, any any Christian music, just like I'll give you my playlist link. Um, it's It's mostly um country rock. Uh, I really love third day, my favorite band of all time. Um, but there's some rap in there, and there's some just, like, normal pop, uh, there's some rock in there, which just tells you the variety of it, but it would always make sure, like, just, like, I'm vibing, and, um, whatever kind of just sunk in, I knew that that was God talking to me, you know? You you just kind of, like, listen to music, and you tune out, and you don't realize you're singing along, but then whenever I would, like, tune back in, and, like, something, I would hear something, and it would just kind of, like, resonate in my brain a little bit, I was like, okay, God's trying to tell me something here. And so I always try to make sure like that's what I would listen to in the mornings. And still when I wake up or, or I'm getting ready, like I'm not listening to my other music. I'm listening to my Christian music playlist. Um, mostly because some of the songs really do slap. Um, <laughs> but also just like, okay, what, what, what through osmosis is God trying to tell me, you know, in this fashion through, through the, the sound waves through the songs.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. It, it's so interesting. I think. And when we talk about Christian music, it, is something that's close to my heart because it was so big in my like reconversion to the faith i used to make fun of it like when people it is it is kind of wild when you if you go to like a worship night or like something like that for the first time you're like why why are people like singing and like you know like swaying and like so into it and i'm like kind of just like judging them right um my arms crossed and then
1: yeah they're out there hands in the air all stretched out and i'm like aren't you guys tired like okay
0: yeah and it's it's funny because like as an outsider perspective like we can criticize it and as even as someone on the inside too i think there are definitely times when like okay like how much of it is worship and how much of it is like um an industry but like before we get there it's like in my experience it was like different songs that you wouldn't expect what well, the first one i remember very clearly this is the first moment where i was like huh is god real and it was stubborn love by the lumineers <laughs> like super <laughs> random ask me about it ask me about it no not you raquel just no. someone asked me but <laughs> um i'll just no, leave it just at like, that no i won't okay okay i'll just leave it at that thanks um and the second one was secret place by phil wickham and i don't why i don't know why like those two songs um were just so hit home and from there like that's the reason i started learning guitar that's the reason i started singing and it, it just like transformed my life and now it's like a very important part of like my prayer is, is music and I, I listen to like praise and worship like all day every day you need a recommendation like check out our collab playlist um uh, if any of you need recommendations like phil wickham maverick city um cody carnes matt marr like so Michael many tyler sure sure <laughs> Me- no he
1: has a great voice he has a great yeah, soulful yeah. voice if you want that check out micah tyler that's yes. that's my recommendation of today
0: go go to raquel for some of the more um how do i say this your rec- your recommendations are different than mine and i love that it's like a different energy
1: <laughs> yeah yours are kind of like praise and worship nights yes and mine are kind of like okay let's take normal music now let's make it about jesus yeah
0: that's true have you ever listened to like Christian Trap? <laughs>
1: Uh yes, yeah
0: yeah, and there's also like Christian EDM. I just discovered Christian LoFi. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I have haven't heard Christian LoFi. I I knew about Christian EDM and all that kind of stuff because uh, Social Club Misfits didn't really, really oh yeah yeah for a bit. And that's all the stuff like they do remixes and all that kind of stuff. Yes, again that's what I mean when they go hard like it's kind of crazy because you're just like beat drops and you're like wait this is about Jesus <laughs> where where it went it's like a it's a night and day difference
0: right from
1: you know holy spirit and then just beat dropping in the middle of a song you're like okay we got variety
0: yeah honestly it's so true um i don't know like you you look at a lot of like songs and sometimes like it's hard to tell if they're like love songs or just worship songs like they're secular or christian (laughs) um and it's so funny
1: no, yeah, I've been on Spotify, and it's like, oh, like, Christian music suggestions, and I'll listen to a song, and I'm like, is this just, like, a normal song, or is this Christian, and I really can't tell, where I'm like, I don't, I don't think it, maybe, I can see where it's coming from, so maybe it's underground, like, hidden Jesus, secret Jesus songs.
0: Yeah, I was just listening to uh, this song, I want you to guess if this is a Christian song or a love song, because like lyrics are is it a fragrance then i pour my oil out is it a life laid down then here i give my vows is it a song i sing then here's every melody just tell me what moves you
1: (laughs) i couldn't tell you man
0: (laughs) that is a christian song that is a worship song by maverick city it's called move your heart and like i'm like that's kind of flirty Right,
1: (laughs) just strumming a guitar, singing it to your gal. Is it a
0: fragrance? (laughs) Yeah, that's how it's just funny. Um, like kind of going from there is like the catechism says about music, um, that the musical tradition of the universal church is a treasure of inestimable value, greater even than that of any other art. Um, and I think that's I think that's beautiful. Like, it's almost like music has this inherent function to not only connect us but be a treasure of the church um and so even with like when it comes to like praise and worship and when you when you sing songs in liturgy listen i'm not very i'm not moved i'm not driven to you know either faith or fellowship from some of the songs and like breaking bread and some of the songs that they sing at um, like mass at you know I'm not gonna <laughs> call out any names, but some masses I've been to it just feels like outdated, you know, and I guess like that's what I wanna see more of like more like real, like something raw, like the psalms, um and instead of these melodies, that kind of just are like placeholder for chords,
1: but, yeah, yeah, you look at at the uh at my church, they used to just be leaflets for the music. And I would look down and it was all songs from like written in two thousand three, and I'm like, why is all our music from twenty ten and and back? Yeah. Um, with the same melodies, where I'm like, this isn't lively. Yeah. But when I was about sixteen, you know, I I was I was in my faith already, but um, I didn't sing any of the songs because I'm not a singer. I can't sing. I'm a dancer, and that's it. Right. Um. Unfortunately, I can't show our, our podcast listeners my uh, my sick moves. Mm. But trust me, I, I got them. <laughs> um, but I can't sing, so I just wouldn't sing the songs at church. And then I realized, like, you know, church, we're always told, is a prayer. And I'm like, this is a lot. Like, it's a lot of, of the mass is, you know, the singing. right? And so I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to sing quietly and, and participate. Because if someone's judging me about my singing... Like I don't think they're at church for the right reason, or they're if or they know why they're there. Yeah. Um. And so then I just started singing the songs. I'm like, you know what? I'm if you if are not feeling it, it's the same thing I was saying earlier. Like, if something sticks out, then it'll really sink in. You know, yeah. if I'm singing it right there, and then one of the the songs actually hits, whether it's the Psalms or whatever song the music minister has chosen. Right. Um. Then it'll actually like. I'll actually be listening and I won't just be zoning out being like, okay, and I can see them coming with the host and it's communion time.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just when it comes to like music and worship, it's like, let's be intentional. And, and I get it. You guys have uh, theology backgrounds and all these different music yeah. literature studies. And I, I get that. But like, like connect with, you know, who's singing? Is it singable, first of all? Like can 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 the congregation sing with you? Because um, I think at the bare minimum, like let's make it participatory. But the second is like I always like hear music at mass that just like doesn't relate to the reading to what's going on at mass. Like whether it's like the the communion song, it's like okay, I I get that. Like one bread, one body. Like okay, that's a great song, right? <laughs> but like every week for like three months. <laughs> All right, let's uh yeah. let's see where else the spirit can move, and let's be let's be bold. Yeah, like Raquel said, like it doesn't have to be written in two thousand two. Like, like youth ministers, like the song that like moved you when you were like sixteen is not the same song that's gonna move sixteen year olds mm-hmm. today. It might, we might bop to "Here I Am" to worship by uh, <laughs> Hillsong, but like it's like how you frame it too. <laughs> it's like X it's not yeah, like don't don't make the song your god let's like bring god into whatever song he's calling us to um and i guess that that's a personal challenge for me too like as a worship leader um it's like how can i be more intentional and in not just what i share and what i lead but also in like what i consume like on a daily basis
1: well said yes uh eugene i hope you do take up that challenge because i do get tired of of hearing the same songs when it's it's worship, adoration, praise and worship, whatever we're doing. And I was like, ah, I know this song. I know this song too well. Yeah. I feel like it could tell you the entire lineup that they have right now. And most of the time I'm corrected at least like three of the songs that they're playing. Yeah. Um,
0: I'm going to be honest. Yeah. It is hard to play those songs. <laughs> it is really hard for me too. <laughs> I, I, like, believe I, me, I, like I there's a lot of other songs that, you know, I'd love to – introduce but it's also a lot of humility um like as a if you're a worship leader too i think you recognize this like you've probably played reckless love like 20 times oceans like 30 times and sometimes you just it is about humility and um like making it accessible like is it singable is it is it able to be um shared um but then yeah also being bold and sharing those new charisms and those new gifts of um of, you know the christian community around the world so yeah i guess um music is beautiful and then just like in terms of like everyday consumption too it's like i guess like i want to apply what i what we said earlier about like can we g- invite god into it um i used to be really into <laughs> different genres of music and i don't know why it wasn't like this toxic thing where i was like i felt guilty or i felt like i needed to stop but i just didn't really vibe as much anymore with the where you know if you look at the top fifty um songs in the US right now, it's probably very different than when we were like in middle school, but um, it's a little harder to say like, yeah, I can invite God into WAP <laughs> <laughs>
1: Please if some that's that's your guys' challenge, our our listeners. If you can find God in in Cardi B's WAP, please please let us know. I want to know where you're seeing that. Um, that'd just be funny.
0: I think we just started some kind of dangerous challenge. Um, <laughs> I'm just. I Better feel like I need thoughts. to make a legal disclaimer here, but I also <laughs> probably don't because if you're you're probably a college student if you're listening to this, which means you're a legal adult and you can make your own decisions. So yeah, but if you ever need music inspiration <laughs> or maybe you've been thinking, you know, like. Yeah, maybe like this music or this artist is has become an idol for me. Then continue like asking yourself, can I invite God into it? That's what I'm going to try to do. So we'll leave with that. Awesome. Raquel, any last words before we go?
1: Uh, no. Um, don't at me for anything that I've said. Unless it was good, then definitely at me. Um, and if anything, uh, at God. Uh, yes. Divine intervention is real. And if I've said anything smart, that was not me, that was the spirit.
0: <laughs> Amen. Alright, so let's end by giving our glory where it's due. And let's do a quick glory be. Say glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be a world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for episode three. Raquel, we loved having you. Been Love a pleasure. to have you back.
1: Thank you. Alrighty, Thank
0: you. folks. Have a great week, weekend, wherever you're at, and see you next time.